0: Chapter 3 of The Outdoor Chums in the Big Woods This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Lynn Thompson The Outdoor Chums in the Big Woods by Captain Quincy Allen Chapter 3 Getting Ready Somebody hold me up! exclaimed bluff masters weakly i'm afraid i'm going to faint wait till you hear the particulars before you drop off will advised him then for goodness sake hurry up and get started said jerry look at frank's face would you just remember that maine's his native state and you can understand what good news you've brought him will start in now and explain oh there isn't so very much to tell the other began uncle has had his letter and it necessitates his getting a paper signed by a certain well-to-do lumberman up in the heart of the loneliest region in Maine. Unless this is done inside of two weeks, Uncle Felix says he stands to lose a big sum of money. And there he is, laid up with the rheumatism, so he can't straighten up, much less take such a long journey. So he wants the outdoor chums to go in his stead, is that it, Will? cried Jerry, as well as he was able for Bluff had thrown his arm around his neck and was hugging him as savagely as any black bear could. "'That's all arranged,' Will announced proudly. "'Kept me longer than I meant to stay, but then I thought you'd like to have things settled.' "'And how about the expense?' asked Bluff cautiously. "'Uncle stands every cent of it,' came the reply. Three cheers for Uncle Felix!' exclaimed Frank and they were given with a vim that must have quite tickled the old traveller inside the Milton house, who could not fail to hear the chorus and must know what it signified. "'When do we start?' demanded Jerry. "'How long would it take us to get ready?' asked Will. "'Let's see. It's just ten forty-nine now by the town clock,' Jerry hastily observed. "'I reckon eleven o'clock will fill the bill with me. Eleven long minutes, and you can do lots in that time when you hustle.' Frank laughed. Well, you do like to rush things, Jerry, he remarked. We couldn't go off like that on such a long journey. There are heaps and heaps of things to be looked after. Clothes to be gathered and examined, for it'll be pretty cold up there at this time of year. Shells to be loaded, other stuff to be brought and packed, and all that sort of thing. Tomorrow we'll make a start, and it'll keep us all on the jump even at that to get properly stocked. Jerry looked disgusted, and muttered to himself, but his later judgment was likely to be to the effect that Frank knew best. "'Uncle wants you to come in and have a talk with him, first of all,' Will went on. "'He'll give Frank the paper that has to be signed in the presence of three witnesses, ourselves if there are no others handy. Then he means to put the thing in our hands to do as we please.' He was a little anxious about our having to get the consent of our parents, but I told him that if my mother was willing I should go, the rest of you would have no trouble at all. I should say not, declared Bluff. Oh, it's hard to believe such a chance has come to us when we have all this time hanging heavy on our hands, Jerry cried. Their interview with Will's bachelor uncle turned out very satisfactorily. Uncle Felix was only too willing to leave everything in the way of details in charge of Frank, whom he knew to be the leader of the chums. "'Never mind the expense, lads,' he told them. "'Only get that signature for me, and I'll not count the cost. "'Besides, you can hardly know the pleasure it gives me "'to offer you such a fine trip to the big woods of Maine. "'You'll find them well worth going all that distance to see. "'It will be a great deal finer than if you were simply heading up the pine woods in Michigan.' "'That's what Frank's been telling us, sir,' declared Jerry. Perhaps you don't know Frank's home used to be in Maine, and that's where he learned most of what he knows about the big outdoors. He's often said he only wished we might have a chance to run up there and visit some of the old stamping grounds with him. Well, that's better than I thought, Uncle Felix told them, and when you come back, I hope you'll have some great stories to tell of your adventures in the woods. I only regret that I can't be one of the party because all my life I've been an advocate of outdoor life. I expect to take a good stock of films along, Will said, and that new flashlight apparatus too, so I can try to get pictures of game taken at night-time by themselves. That's a stunt I've been reading up lately, and I'm as anxious as can be to see what I can do. Well, if we want to get off by morning, Frank warned them, we ought to be at work. Let's sit down for a few minutes and figure out just what we want to take along. How about the grub? asked Bluff, for it would be strange indeed for him not to consider that important subject the first thing. We'll make sure to get some things here, because we know what the quality is, Frank commented, such as tea and coffee and a few others, but the heavier stuff we ought to pick up after we get to the jumping-off place. That'll save us lots of carrying, you see. Why, yes, Jerry agreed. We wouldn't want to have our trunk so heavy it couldn't be lifted without a derrick. That was the trouble with the first boat old Robinson Crusoe built, remember? I've heard of other cases just as bad. A fellow was telling me about a time he went off on a trip with another chap, and they kept adding this and adding that to the things that they thought they must have on their outing, till at last they had to take two tents along and hire a team to draw the stuff up and back. With that, Jerry ran off, and both Frank and Bluff were not long in following his example. Each of them had made out a long list of things he must personally attend to in the time that remained before night. Frank's positive declaration that everything necessary must be completed before they went to bed had been accepted by his chums without a single murmur. Don't try to load any shells until the last thing, Frank had told them all. If there's no time for that, we can buy what we need. As a rule, though, all of us much prefer to get our own powder and shot for then we know what's coming, and sometimes we've been fooled when we use machine-made shells. Frank was a little anxious until he had received calls over the telephone from both Bluff and Jerry. After they assured him that full permission had been given by their parents, so that the last possible doubt was removed, Frank's spirits grew lighter. Nothing remained to be done but get in readiness, and on the coming morning start upon the long railroad trip to Maine. When supper time came four tired boys sat down to what they expected would be their last meal with the home folks for some time of course nothing was talked of around those family tables but the possibilities that awaited them in the wonderland of game and summer tourists if the anxious eyes of mothers occasionally filled with unbidden tears because of the separation to come they bravely kept from displaying their emotions before the others not wishing that any regret should interfere with the happiness of those who were bound on such an enjoyable journey of course every boy solemnly assured his mother that he meant to be very careful every minute of the time knowing she would be worried but that there was not the slightest danger of any harm befalling them frank went the rounds looking over the accumulation of traps and lightening the collections in many ways just remember he told them when they murmured against his decree we have to tote every pound of this and a heap of grub besides over each foot of the way up and down hill and over snowfields besides so leave it to me in the end he had reduced every pack to its proper proportions and finally returned home with the understanding that they would all meet on the station platform for the eastbound train Little Sleep visited four pairs of eager eyes that last night under the home roofs of the little town of Centerville. End of chapter 3